This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, with companies being called on the carpet by consumers more and more, how those firms react to various issues is at the forefront of a lot of people's attention. And, of course, it's at the attention of the C-suite as well. A new report by Morning Consult shows that Americans want their companies to focus more on their employees and less on their political agendas. Joanna Piacenza, head of industry intelligence for Morning Consult, joins us with more on this. Joanna, pleasure. Great to have you with us today. Hey, Dan. Happy to be here. Thank you. And I, this probably not a big surprise to me because of the dynamics we see playing out in our culture right now, that there seems to be more of a push on really focusing on the people that work for you, the things that you do, rather than kind of the efforts you're trying to make in Washington, D.C. Yeah, you know, I have to admit I was a little bit surprised to see some of the findings in this report. We really set off to answer a lot of the big questions that consumer-facing brands had ahead of the 2024 election, right? Do people want to hear from me? about political issues, and if I'm going to speak out, what should those issues be? But I think you really nailed it at the top by saying consumers really care more about whether a company has its house in order, whether or not it's taking care of its employees, whether it's creating a safe um, environment for its workers. That matters so much more to consumers right now than, you know, that tweet about climate change or that statement um, about racial issues. So how much uh, is that message being understood and being acted upon by the companies? In terms of, are we seeing more companies, you know, well, are are companies getting the message? Are they hearing? Are they mm-hmm. hearing what Americans are 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 asking of them? I would say no, Dan. I would say that there is this pressure that a lot of companies have felt since really 2016, um, and to some extent 2020, to uh, to speak out on kind of the issues of the zeitgeist, right? And I think that's because a lot um, of our issues have become more charged. We're more politically polarized than we ever have before. Um, and we also have candidates that are speaking out um, on issues that brands feel as though they have to respond to. Um, I think I'm, I'm speaking a little bit around this, but, you know, former President Donald Trump really changed the arena. He changed the atmosphere um, in terms of him saying um, more uh, direct things about social issues that folks, you know, consumers may not agree with, and really putting brands on on edge to release a statement saying, "Hey, you know, this is not where we stand on immigration. Hey, this is not where we stand on climate change. Hey, here's that's not where we stand on these various issues." Because of that, there's been this huge focus on these political, social, and cultural issues. Um, but I do think that there should be more of an emphasis, and I don't think companies and brands are doing this enough, to really promote the the positive things that they're doing for their own staff, for their own workers. Yeah. So I would advise brands to really put out statements talking about what a great company you are, how you're diversifying your board, um, instead of you know releasing a, a statement about the, the most recent issue. I guess to a degree we're seeing some of this play out with 
all of the different labor issues we're we have seen play out this year with the UAW and the actors uh, and and delivery companies, et cetera. It seems like there. I mean, this has been dubbed kind of the the uh, the year of labor, uh, and, and maybe that that disconnect between the company and its workers uh, has has been kind of uh, enhanced even more this year. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. We did conduct a lot of our research for this latest wave of the report during the auto workers strike. So that was really top of mind for a lot of the respondents during our polling. But I, I do think you're right that there is this new energy um, around how much a small group of employees, a large group of employees represents a company even more so than a CEO, a company's board, kind of the executives there. Um, I think different than kind of the union conversations, but, but somewhat similar. Uh, social media has really flattened um, communication and allowed for more transparency for what is actually going on um, within a company. Uh, and so we, as a, an everyday consumer, I can kind of understand like the workings of a different company simply by going on social media and, and trying to see if there's anyone tweeting um, or yeah. posting about their experience. And that's something that companies should really watch out for. I would imagine that all also some of this relates to, uh, you know, maybe the perception that uh, in terms of not taking care of their employees enough, the level of benefits that some employees may have in, in some companies and whether or not there's a way to improve that as we move forward. Yes, that's where a lot of the focus should be. Again, instead of, um, you know, brands and consumer-facing companies wringing their hands over the latest issue, they really should direct their focus to improving benefits, speaking to their workers, speaking to their employees. How can we benefit? How can we um, create a better environment? And then, you know, doing just that and then promoting it, right? There's nothing wrong with a little self-promotion and showing, hey, we just extended our parental leave to this, this, and that. That's that's positive for the employees and it's positive for, for the company. Well, and so we're talking about also, and, and it's great to, to do this report right now because you're talking about a time where you have so many other issues that are top of mind, obviously coming out of the pandemic and the dynamics of, of job switching that were you know, so prevalent over the last two years and what the future of you know, remote work and how that is going to play in. These are all top of mind topics for so many workers and consumers out there that these are the, the, the issues that are going to be driving the conversation over the next several years. Yeah, and we're in our separate research, we're finding a lot of strong appetite still for hybrid work, for remote work, for those folks that are looking to job switch. They want to maintain those benefits of geographic location. They want to work from their office at home. They want to work from their basement. They don't necessarily want to go back into the office, which, you know, if you're following the headlines as close as I am, um, there is kind of a movement um, for a lot of companies to bring folks back. Not only, I guess, do we need to ask how like the C-suite is thinking about this, these issues, but realistically, don't we also need to think about how the board of directors of a lot of these companies are thinking about these issues and, and, and the, the level of investment that the company should have? 
Yeah, it's it's hard right now to be a, a competitive employer, right? Um, with so many companies offering that hybrid remote option, that benefit for consumers, um, but investing in uh, more telework, investing in bringing groups of employees together for those important kind of in-person touch points. I think that's where a lot of companies should be should be focusing their attention. What do you think then? How how does this play out over the next couple of years? Uh, because I think that's the type of window we're looking at here uh, in terms of, you know, some of the future changes that we will see and how they are implemented. And then obviously their downstream impact. Where, what are we going to see then potentially? Um, in terms of, of working remotely, working hybrid, I think we are going to see a lot of companies in 2024 calling for employees to come back into the office. It's not nearly going to be what it was before the pandemic. That's just not reasonable. I think employees you know, around uh, across the country, around the world have really proven that they can be just as productive staying at home. Um, and if there are calls from boards, from CEOs, from bosses, um, to come back into the office, you know, you better believe that there might be some uh, some LinkedIn messages being sent uh, looking for other jobs. So I think we are going to see, um, to some extent, uh, a return to office uh, for a lot of folks, but again, nowhere near um, what it was in 2019. But that the use of technology and the and and the ability to connect via, whether it be Zoom, Slack, whatever the the the, the platform is. Uh, has really filled in a need, obviously, during the type of the pandemic. Uh, and, and to a degree, for a lot of people, it still fills a, a big need right now. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the more interesting things that we found in our own workforce research is that the folks who want to return to the office the most are the younger um, employees. From looking at Gen Z, you know, they're missing out on yeah. some key networking opportunities they're used to you know or they want to pop into their their boss's office you know right at five o'clock and and just snooze and, and chat the pandemic really robs them of that experience and we rob them of that skill set um, to be able to network so i think they're very aware of that and they're actually the most eager to to really return the folks that aren't um those are the millennial parents um especially of younger children who are really benefiting from a work at home experience, um, and then to some extent, baby boomers. Um, I think you know they're towards the end of their working career, and they're happy yeah. to <laughs> finish it off um, staying at home. Joanna, pleasure to have you with us today. Thanks very much for your time. All the best. Great, good talking with you. Thank you, Joanna Piacenza, who is a head of industry analysis for Morning Consult. To explore more content from the Wharton School, visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.